Let's turn our Bibles to Genesis 26. Let's read some scripture and let's study something. Last week we said that how tasty is your relationship with God, isn't it? How tasty. And we also said that what are you carrying with you on your journey of overflow? Abraham was carrying a lot with him, isn't it? And out of it came issues. But it's not about the issues that come. It's about confronting it and acknowledging that, you know, sometimes either culturally or just by our temperament, we will sort of avoid issues or we run away from them or we pretend as if they don't exist. But if you've lived for a little while, you realize that pretending as if the issue doesn't exist doesn't make the issue go away. Yeah, that's why husbands and wives, that when you have issue, you cry so that they, they will not be discussed. It will be discussed at some point. Do you, do you understand? Yeah. Or there's an issue and then you shout and you walk off. You walk off and come. The problem is there. Do you get it? So one of the things about this journey of overflow is the fact that you're going to learn good examples and also, we learn bad examples that we should avoid. Amen. Thank God that scripture was written the way it was so that we will not assume that these people, we cannot be like them. But nobody was perfect. And that means that we are also included and we also qualify. Amen. We went to a, 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 a conference somewhere and uh, this man of God was preaching, he said that one day he was in his house. You know how you can have YouTube? And YouTube has a way of when you listen to, maybe if you're listening to messages, it will just give you the next, it's seeing your kind, it's seeing your types. That's why those of you that every time jokes are coming on your thing, it's a sign that your phone has realized what you like. Yeah, so this guy was listening to some um, men of God who were, and then as he was going about his duties in his house, then there, there was this Elderly man who's written quite a lot of books that we even use in uh, training passes and things. And the man was being asked, it was a one word round that the interview was like, he mentioned maybe T.D. Jakes, then he'll say uh, um, women, you know, ministry. Or he'll say uh, Kenneth Copeland, he'll say faith, you know, just one word. Then they mentioned this guy's name and the man said, unqualified. <laughs> <laughs> so this pastor decided to write a book entitled Unqualified. Send a pack of the books to the man. <laughs> you know, but when you read scripture, you realize that we are all qualified. We all qualify for salvation. We all qualify for the overflow in spite of who we are and what we are. Amen. Genesis chapter 26. I'm going to read from verse 1. Tell somebody, appreciate scripture. And I feel like some people have been read scripture all week, so I'm going to read a very long scripture just to catch up from Monday or since January or whenever you last read the scripture. Lord, bless your word in Jesus' name. Verse 1, there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. So we are looking at, I want us to see if we can look at maybe a few, Isaac, Maybe Jacob and then Solomon, and then we'll look at, and then we'll go home quickly. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, 
in Gerah, then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. How many of you know that on this journey of the overflow, God may give you instructions which are contrary to what everybody else is doing? Because it was in the season of famine, and the only place that had grain was Egypt. And they are saying that, don't go. The Lord is telling you that, don't go to Egypt. Yeah, there are some of us, what makes us take a decision is either, oh, the job is nice, or the place is nice. When it comes to your blessing and your overflow, it's not subject to location, it's just subject to your God. Do not go down to, every time I'm reading scripture and I see down, you know, it really affects me. (laughs) Because you immediately are thinking of the value, isn't it? Verse 3, dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you. God is speaking to somebody that where you are dwelling, in that place he will bless you. Yeah. For to you and your descendants, I give all these lands and I will perform the oath which I saw to Abraham, your father, and I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. I mean, this is an overflow, isn't it? Verse 5, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge. Remember the covenant obedience, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac dwelt in Gera and the men of the place asked about his wife. Lord, deliver any man who has such problems with other people's wives. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I always assumed that boys like girls. But as I grew up, I realized girls also like boys. <laughs> and he said, she is my sister. For he was afraid to say she is my wife, because he thought, lest the men of the place kill me for Rebecca, <laughs> because she is beautiful to behold. How many of you know that the thing that makes you attractive or that people value about you is also the thing that can be the source of your pain? And you, yeah, that is why I, I was telling a group of you that how you are, be blessed with it. Yeah. You know, you can ask young girls who mature quickly. They have issues with boys. And then those who are flat-chested, they can get away for a long time because nobody will be spying them. Oh, you don't like this conversation. Oh, because your fathers are in the house. But they know. Ah, okay. (laughs) She's my wife because at least the men will kill him. Now it came to pass when he had been there for a long time that Abimelech king of the Philistines looked through a window and saw and there was Isaac showing endearment to Rebekah, his wife. You know, you can remove endearment and assume whatever the king saw. Then Abimelech, Abimelech called Isaac and said, quite obviously, she's your wife. So how could you say she's my sister? Hmm. Isaac said, because I said, lest I die on account of her. And Abimelech said, what is this you have done to us? One of the people might soon have lain with your wife and you would have brought guilt on us. So Abimelech charged all his people saying, he who touches this man's wife shall surely be put to death. 
Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Remember that when he stayed in Gerah, in the land of famine, and he went to dig, he what reaped a hundredfold. Verse 13, it says that the man Isaac, he began to prosper, continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Tell somebody, that's my story. He began to prosper, continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Some of us, we have one breakthrough every 45 years. Every five years, every, yeah. He began to prosper. He was prospering, became prosperous. It's a different level. That's the overflow level. That, yeah, there are some of us, the reason is because when the first line appears, when we begin to prosper, we mess up. So we don't see the rest of it. We don't see the rest of it. We don't see wives do it, husbands do it, children do it. Sometimes you can have a child, they get their first job, then they get attitude. They think they are as equal as you. They don't realize that jobs are gotten and jobs are lost. Blessings come and blessings go. Some of us, we have friends that when they got into a relationship, they didn't want to know anybody again. Till their relationship was spoiled, then they say, hi, are you there? <laughs> Verse 14. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of heads and a great number of servants. And what happened? So the Philistines envied him. How many of you are beginning to realize that there are a lot of things that we overwork ourselves for that is just life? If nobody envies you, there's nothing about you to be envied. If people envy you, it's a blessing. You have to begin to see some of the challenges. If they are gossiping about you, it's a blessing. But when it comes to gossip, I realize that everybody gossips. It's just different categories. If there's nothing to say about you, nobody's going to say anything. But you see, you have to have that level of maturity as you receive overflow to understand that this that I've had, there will be enemies present. This that I've had will generate envy, malice, even sometimes bitterness. Sometimes you hear somebody sharing their story. I helped him. I helped her. And now she's not showing any respect for all the help. It's because of where you had reached. If you didn't get anywhere, they'll never even associate with you and say they knew you. It's because you have done well. Hmm. Verse 15. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, and they had filled them with egg. Have you seen the category of people who will not dig the well and will not allow anybody to dig the well? The wells were dug and were working. And then they filled it so nobody can use it. If I'm not getting it, you're not getting it. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us. You are much mightier than we. <laughs> there are two kinds of blessings that you should always ask God for. I was telling a parent yesterday, I can't remember who I was telling, that one of the things I used to pray over my children, especially when they go to high school, you know, the most dangerous part of their life. I used to pray that, Lord, as they go into this school, may bad people not like them. May bad people not want to keep company with them. Not give them room in their space. May they be shunned by bad people. Oh, you don't get it. It's a very good prayer. So that when they come home and they say, 
mommy, nobody wants to play with me. I wanted James and they, they didn't want to. Oh, no, it's okay. Then you say, Lord, I thank you for your miracles and your signs and your wonders. It's a blessing. The people were sacking Isaac because he was mightier than them. If they had allowed him, he would not have seen a certain level of God. He would not have seen well, but he wouldn't have known what God can do. Verse 17, then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerah. So he was in Gerah, blessed. They sacked him. He came into the valley and dwelt there. Some of you, when things shift and things look bad and you think you are in the valley of your life, then you are giving up on God. But God has miracles in the valley also. In the valley, God has miracles. And Isaac dug again the wells of the water. Remember that this digging is in the valley, which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called them. Also, Isaac's servant dug in the valley and found a well of running water. Not a bowl of water. They found a well of running water. And what happened? The headsmen of God quarreled with Isaac's headsmen, saying, the water is ours, the water that they didn't dig. Since Abraham's time, they had covered it. So he called the name of the well Essek because they quarreled with him. I wrote in my notes, anybody who likes quarreling, we're going to change your name to Essek. There are two names. We'll give them to you. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that one also. So he called the name Sitna. So Ezek and Sitna are names that when they are used on you, it just means you are quarrelsome. Tell the person by you, I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one you qualify. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. Are you Sitna or you are Ezek? <laughs> or you are both? Some people, they quarrel and they quarrel. <laughs> and he moved from there and dug another well. And they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth because he said, For now the Lord has made room for us and we shall be fruitful in the land. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He said that when he began to dig, the Lord made him to begin to prosper. Then he was prospering and then he became prosperous. Please, when you start sowing, then you will see that you will start reaping. And when you start reaping, continue to sow and you'll be reaping more. One of the areas of our life, especially as Christians, that the enemy has, is always attacking is in our giving. Sometimes Christians are the most ungenerous, not even in the house of God, just generosity to people. Unbelievers are more compassionate when they see a beggar. Sometimes they'll stop their car, they'll be smoking, do whatever, but they'll give the person. Then the Christian will be holding their Bible and going. If you want to prosper, you have to sow. You want overflow. God, we are praying for the overflow. But how will your well run? Reverend is always teaching us that you're either a desert or you're a river. Your well cannot be flowing with water if it is, that water is not going. The water will become stagnant and it will smell. But it is a, one of the works of the enemy. And so you have one breakthrough. You want to prosper. You want hundredfold. Hundred of zero is thousand of zero. One million of zero. Now you see why the thing is not breaking through. At some point, there has to be an actual seed in your hand to give, to help. Always include yourself in the giving. 
Maybe people are giving 500. You can't, but you have five pounds. God knows that your five pounds is more valuable than their 500. The widow's might. And he will know that this one, if I give them more, they'll give more. The one who is faithful in little is also faithful in much. And that comes only by obedience. There are times that your giving must be by obedience. It can't be by the heart. I feel like giving. Oh, I'm moved by. That is why we have made pastors become actors and gimmicks. I see your 24 hour blessing in 24 minutes. I see your 17 minutes. I see one, two, three, four. I see, I see, I see, I see a plane, a plane. See nothing. I mean, so I have yeah. But it excites you because suddenly something in your heart that is the presence of God. That is, uh, yeah. But when Pastor William said here, he said, it's time to give your tithes and offering. But if he had come to stand here and said that, in Malachi, the, God, the word says that you should not rob God. I see robbers and I'm robbers. <laughs> if you don't bring your offering and your tithes, you shall be... I, I, <laughs> tell, tell somebody that may the Lord deliver you. Tell the person. That is why the person should also have to put that cap on to be able to get you to give. But that is not how you should give. God loves a cheerful giver, not just any kind of giver. He says the liberal soul, your liberality must come from within. Yeah. Because as for fear, it can be put in you. But Christians are moved by fear. I see all your finances turning to sand. <laughs> Meanwhile, when you read your Bible, you can see it there. <laughs> Tell that person by you that God will bless you. Even in the valley. And you see, one of the things Isaac also teaches us is that all the times that Abimelech's men came to cover them, they, they, never, they never stopped to fight with them. It's not yours. Okay. It's not yours. Do you have to select your battles well? Sometimes what you are fighting is not fruitful. Useless battles. It drains your energy, wastes your time. Yeah. There are some people you have spent years on a person that is useless and you wanted to hang on to a relationship that was useless. I feel like I'm talking to somebody now. Let him go, let him go, let him go. Let her go, let her go. It's a useless one, let her go. You yourself, you know it's useless. That's why I tell, uh, university chap, I always tell them, don't come and ask me a question that the answer you know, and you want me to say the answer that you know you should say. No. I saw that you can say that Reverend said he wasn't good, so I left him. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's not my job. You two say what you are thinking. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? It's a useless battle. Yes. Hey, you got F in biology. You got F in chemistry. You got F in physics. You got E in math. You want to go and do science. It's a useless battle. <laughs> it's a useless battle. Yes. 
But you see, what even Pastor Kaya said, you have to realize that that's why David asked the Lord, should I pursue? Because you have to know whether this one should still push or I shouldn't push. That is why your obedience and your, the voice of God must be very clear to you. And you have, must know the promptings of the Holy Spirit. So that when this battle you have to fight, you know that you are fighting with the backing of the Lord. Hmm. Tell somebody mercy. Genesis 28. So, in this journey, you will read. Don't be afraid where you are. The Lord will bless you there. Genesis 28. I'll just read a few verses and then we'll go to the next one. I'm going to finish today. Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, you shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Have you seen that everybody's overflow, as they're about to work in it, there's always some order. There's always, do you understand? There are always some clauses. There's always, yeah. Tell somebody, but you don't be lawless. Yes. Some of us, haven't you even realized that for some of us, when we grew up, we thank God for the parents we had that we thought were too straight. And, you know, when I tell you people, you can ask my sister, my mother, you, the day of party, she said, have you swept the room? Have you folded that? Did you wash the plate? Have you ran? She's trying to remember everything else that can keep you out of the place for another. <laughs> uh, but when you go up, then you realize that it's a blessing. Sometimes they are going to meet me there and then you don't get to go. I remember one day that meet me there particular. Well, of course, we were about to go to school, but we we're not yet about to go to school. Somehow, I remember that that day was the day they cut my hair. And those times, cutting hair was not cool like it is cool today. It wasn't easy. I cried myself to sleep. But do you know what God could have? <laughs> but do you know what the Lord could have delivered me from there? Yeah. Don't be lawless. And the advice that God will use people to bring to you, there is a reason that you don't know immediately. You shall take no wife out of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Pardon Aram to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. Yeah, I know families that do that still. I know some of that. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you that you may be an assembly of peoples and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you. When you are obedient, when that charge is given to you and you hold on to it, you will prosper, you will continue to prosper, you will be prosperous. Unbelievers know it. When I was, for some reason, I'm now going through the life of Steve Jobs. I don't know why. And it's just so, you realize that all these people who are even atheists or whatever, there's a spiritual element to everything they do. He went to uh, one of these lands, um, one of these Asian places, for more than six months to study Buddhism. Because he wanted to learn meditation and focus. And we have the word of God, which is supposed to help us that we should meditate on his word day and night so that we'll make our way prosperous and have good success. We read it, we have memorized it. Joshua 1.8, the Bible says, no, 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 no. That's not his purpose. It's the use. 
unbelievers use. You see, everything on this earth are principles that God put. Whether unbelievers use it or believers use it. That you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger. All of us, at some point in your life, in some area, in certain circumstances, you're a stranger. Either to a country, to a school, to a relation. Even when you get into marriage, when, when you get into a marriage, you're a stranger. After a while, then you are. But at some point and in some area, you start a new job, you're a stranger. You don't know anybody, isn't it? Yeah, they haven't seen you quarrel. They haven't seen the sitna in you. They haven't seen the exec in you. They're like, oh, this is a nice person. No. Every new status is another point to know that God can bless me here. He says, I'll bless you in a strange land. I'll bless you. That's why Reverend always tells us that when you go somewhere, don't have a, a either immigrant mentality or don't have a, I'm only here for one year. I'm only, no, no, no. If you want to eat the good of the land, you have to be willing and obedient. Any land, wherever the sole of your foot shall tread, I've given it to you. Yeah. You may be a stranger to somebody, but not to God. Genesis 30, verse 25 to 30. The Bible says that, and it came to pass. How many are learning something? When Rachel had born Joseph, that Jacob said to Laban, send me away that I may go to my own place and to my country. Give me my wives and my children. There used to be a song uh, by this Nigerian artist. Everything now, double, double. You know the song? Uh, promotion now, uh, double, double. And we had one, one of my young men that we got, went on missionary with, and he had just gotten married. And you know, that sometimes they song, you know how I can give the cross and they take the, you know, promotion now, uh, double, double. Money now, uh, double, double. Wives now, uh, double, double. Then he went to do wives now, uh, double. And his wife was like, eh. <laughs> I said, brother, didn't you see that the men kept quiet on that line? <laughs> Oh, we say jollof na double double, chicken na double double, wives na. <laughs> for whom I have said you, and let me go, for you know my service which I have done for you. And Laban said to him, You see, if you want to receive the overflow and walk in the overflow, when you are helping somebody get the overflow, do it well. He says that you see the way I have served. Some of you, if it doesn't concern you, you don't put the effort in. You don't do well with it because it's not mine. If, you are, if it's somebody else's child, if it's somebody else's situation, you don't have the same attitude towards it. And Laban said to him, please, please, stay. If I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Do you know your value? Do you have value? Have you recognized and acknowledged your value? Jacob went to Laban because he knew that, listen, here, this place, I am part of the reason why things have worked. In fact, he said it there. He said that. Then he said, name, so this is Laban, name me your wages and I'll give it to you. And Jacob said to him, you know how I have saved you and how your livestock has been with me. For what you had before I came was little and it has increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you since my coming 
and now when shall I also provide my, for my own house? Then Jacob knew that before I came, you had little. I've come to add value. See, some of us, we don't know. That's why people can walk all over us. We are even afraid to leave their job because it's like, but they know your value. They know that what they depend on you. <laughs> Let that relationship go. You don't know what God has in store. Because you're holding on to it, that's why a good one cannot come. Tell somebody, know your value. Yeah. If you assess your value and there's no none, add value to it. Young lady, add value to it. The lipstick and the weave on is not enough. Add value to your life. Add value to your life. Hey, you can't clean your house. You can't cook. You can't, you can't, you can't. Everybody gets tired of takeaway. Everybody gets tired. It's nice to eat it once in a while, but you get tired of it. Some people go and buy the takeaway, bring it home quickly, pour it into a bowl and put it on the stove. So by the time it comes down, it's there. Add value. Yes. Brothers, add value to your life. Add value. Yes. All these gadgets and gadgets, they don't add anything. What are you doing? I'm waiting to marry a rich man. I'm waiting to marry a rich woman. I'm waiting. What are you bringing to the table? If you don't bring anything, they don't value you. A lot of people who are abused is because the people know they can get away with it. You can't leave the house. Where will you go? You'll be homeless. Don't have a job. I have to buy panties for you. Buy sanitary pads for you. Buy this for you. Buy that for you. Buy that for you. It is not a good thing. Add value to your life. Sometimes even at a certain age, you may have to gather yourself and go to some school. Learn something. Whether it's technical, whether it's whatever it is, learn something. Do something. This society we live in, because of the existence of social welfare, you find a lot of people who fall into a bad life. Yes, 100 pounds a week would never make you prosper. You want to walk in the overflow. Then every day you go to your post office and collect your check. <laughs> Jacob knew. Jacob said, let me go. Because he knew that he had value. He knew that on his own he can stand. Yeah. As a child of God, you should be able to stand on your own. I've been going on just now. I want to do Joseph. I feel like this issue is for somebody. Every time there's a conflict, you stop. You are going to school, you fail one exam, and you stop. Do you know how many times we have failed in different things? Those of us who started cooking, how many times did the food burn? How many of us that we have done driving lessons more than? Dr. Bernard, Dr. Bernard, Dr. Bernard, there's an issue in this church. There's an issue in this church. There's an issue in this church. In this church, people take two years to do PhD. People take masters. They've done masters, one masters, two, what? Oh, they want to buy a house. They buy a house. Oh, they applied for some mega job. What happened? They got it. 
Ah, this year I'm getting married. They get married. Theory. Driving theory. <laughs> How did it go? Reverend. <laughs> anyway, it's okay, it's okay. Go and try again. I said, you are overthinking it. It's not PhD. They have drawn that thing. Look at it and press stop. <laughs> it's not analytical. They don't need you to give any uh, notes behind it. You don't have to give the source of your information. You don't. <laughs> at the traffic lights, stop. <laughs> oh, they have passed. They have passed. That one is not true. Yes, they have passed. They have passed. Oh, we are not that bad, but we could do better. The failure in the driving test is too much. Hey! And we, I mean, and we do well. Bring the book. We will learn. Oh, distinction, first class, first class. Hey, get pass, pass in driving. Get pass. Just pass. They can't. And all the questions, you see all the questions before. They are on the internet for free. You sit there 30 minutes, do it. 30 minutes, do it. Then book your... And go and do it. They fail. I have a daughter. She has, no, she's not here. She, she's in America. She did it six times. The theory. Forget the practical. We haven't come to... She said, Reverend, I'm tired. I'm tired. The Lord doesn't want me to drive. Uh, have you seen how you can be very good in one area and terrible in one area. Solomon is our example. Solomon is our example. He had wisdom, but he didn't have wisdom for girls. I mean, if you have wisdom for girls, how do you go and get 700? I mean, obviously. Add value to your life. I, I'm not even going to go any further. We'll do the cases. And I said, add value to your life. Add value. You see, when people are nervous, hey, my husband is going to cheat. I think he's cheating. My wife, I'm not sure about her. It's because you don't have value for yourself. You should be able to have enough value to know that even if they try and go, they can't go far. Where are they going to get something better? I'm not the best pastor, but I'm the best pastor for you, and I know it. It's, it's, is he? You know, there's an Asda here. There's an Asda somewhere around the Kexo Road. And there's a security guard there. And every time we get there, he's so hello. And one day my daughter's like, Mommy, this man really likes you. I'm going to tell Daddy. I told her, Daddy doesn't care. <laughs> Daddy has placed himself high in the sky. <laughs> you see, when you are nervous, Hey, who is she talking to? Who is he talking to? It's because you yourself, you don't know your place. And you know your place. You're not even going to ask who is that. Oh, 
All those who came before me were thieves and robbers. Our homes will be joyful. Our lives will be joyful. Our lives will have value and purpose. And we'll enjoy the days of our life. If we'll know the value that the Lord has placed on you. You may not be where you want to be. But you're not where you were before. And the work that God is doing to you. You see a day with the Lord is like a thousand. A thousand is like a day. Tomorrow morning God can just transform your situation. Can transform your current problems. He can just change things around. He can turn things around in a moment. That's why the scripture says suddenly. 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 I see you receiving suddenly. Rise up onto your feet.